Welcome to the Something Something Experience Podcast, Episode 29. I'm Michael John Simpson. This week, our guest is co-creator of the podcast, Two Teas in a Pod, Travis Olgen. I had the opportunity to record with the Two Teas guys on their podcast earlier this month, and it was a hoot and a half. Travis and I sat down to talk about podcasting, high school experiences, war, the myths of violence in media, teenage dating, alcohol laws, movies, TV, Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, Bob's Burgers, Late Night TV, Richard Cheese, K-Rock, Music, Mixtapes and CDs, Physical versus Digital Media, and Music Library Streaming Services. Bring back the bomb! Here's episode 29 of the Something Something Experience. I'm so not used to like, not using microphones. Like, oh, like yeah. I said, even my yeah. home setup, I got like, Go ahead and screw it in a little mics. bit. Yeah. There you go. Cool. No. Yeah, you guys have a really nice setup. I, I was, I felt all professional and it's shit. It's so much more trouble than it's worth. Like <laughs> that place is a dump, man. It's like I said, we've just been around forever. We've done like all the reconstruction on it. I mean, that thing's like a kindling box, like just ready to go. Oh so. yeah. So yeah, it's great that we all like smoke and just yeah, you sure, know, do whatever sure. we want in there. You'll, one of these days, a stray spark <laughs> is going to make the whole thing go up. <laughs> it'll happen sooner or later. I got a feeling it'll be from a like a Marty McFly incident more than from something we do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, it was good. I had a, I had a really good time. Good, was, thanks, man. That's what we try to provide. It's like you know, it's much more. I mean, it's not like this. It's much more of like a party environment. Sure, totally. And I, I dig that. And I, I just like getting the chance to riff with people. And that's right? kind of fun. And just you know, sit and be funny. No, we enjoyed it because I mean, mostly it's like our, you know, it's our jerk off friends that we have on because we don't have <laughs> anybody else. And then it's not they're not used to it, and they just kind of sit silently and listen to us like keep going and rating and rating. At least you, you know, like we have so many times on breaks been like. You know, you got to speak up. We're we've been doing this for so long, we don't even realize sometimes. Like, right, you got to yeah, get in there, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, well, there's one th- one thing nobody ever has to me has has to ever tell me to do. Speak up, Michael. Right. That's my my that's, whole life has never been. Well, an that's issue. why we're doing this. Yeah, you know, exactly. that was pretty much my thing. Exactly. Is like everybody's just like, shut up. Yeah. It's like no. I'm going to make you listen to me. <laughs> you are my captive. <laughs> you will listen to what I have to say. So uh, how long have you guys been doing your podcast? You said... Uh, about a year and a half. Yeah? Cool. Uh, we started up... Yeah, just basically I'd been wanting to do it forever. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like slowly got into it. You know, stoner procrastination. You just... You talk about it, talk about it, never happens, sure. and then all of a sudden, you know, I got uh, our producer Tom involved. I was just like, "Look, he's my man." He started up his own podcast doing. Uh, he was trying to do thirty amazing things before he turned in the year before he turned thirty. <laughs> he did some really cool stuff, but uh, you know, life gets in the way of just having oh, yeah. an adventure for a Tell year. So that kind of got in the way. But one thing he did was start the uh, Thirty Amazing Things podcast, yeah. and then through doing that, I was like, "All right, now he's already doing it. He knows what he's doing. Now I got to get something." going and cool. uh, my partner that I do it with Travis Tucker he's actually Tom's cousin okay and then he was like you know what you two are you know he basically put us together and I was like yeah absolutely I'd been trying to find a partner for a while and nothing was happening you know just everybody gives you the runaround and, sure yeah but uh you know it was fun, mm-hmm. and uh, now we've been doing it for about a year and a half, and cool. it's been going great. We've actually gotten some really cool people. Uh, we one of my that I'm I, me personally, I'm a huge Guar fan. So oh, yeah. we got uh, one of the original members of Guar, and she oh, was wow. like Dave Brocky's like old girlfriend, like wow. in the beginning. So that was fantastic. That's really we got cool. you know so many cool stories and everything like yeah. that. So yeah, I've had a couple um, near brushes. We we we've been in the works of trying to get a couple people on here and there that. 
and for whatever reason it didn't, didn't work out or they didn't get back to you. Yeah, whatever, but, you exactly. Know, but oh, I've got still, tons of emails flying right, and plus there's right. also, you know, not really being anybody of sure. note. Right. There's the part where it's not like I just, hello, here I am, can I get something from you? It's here, you know, I let you know that I'm a fan or I'm interested in you. Sure. I'm not just some creep that wants something from right. you. Right. I, I mean, I guess technically I do, but at the same time I, I'm really just a fan and want to be bring you into my world. I would just like to sit down and talk to you. Yeah, exactly. Like, for me to have this recording for all time is way better than anything else. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's been really good um, for me being kind of a nerdy guy and having a lot of nerdy friends and friends who actually do creative things for a living. It's It's been really good. Kitty, shut up. It's been really good. Crack kitty, a bad kitty. <laughs> it's been good to have them on and get to know them and what they do. And and um, everybody always seems so happy to just talk about the stuff that they're into. Or oh, yeah. And, like, other. what I've really been amazed is if you just ask. Yeah. Like, a lot of times if you just come out and ask, yeah. people are over the moon to, like, help you or help promote them sure. on another fashion sure. and stuff sure. like that. Like, uh, right now we're kind of reformatting on the show. And what we're trying to do is... In, uh, Enlist the help of musicians and the mm-hmm. inside band, anybody mm-hmm. trying to make basically anybody that we have can get legal permission to actually play on the show. Sure. Because so far we've been kind of pirate radio, and yeah, you know, yeah. as we've progressed and grow, I, it's something that I've always kind of wanted to do. We did it just kind of as a jumping off point, and then right. a year and a half later, here we are still. Yeah. So uh, we're trying to enlist other people to send in our, their music so that way we can cross-expose, you know? We get exposure for them, they get exposure for us, everything right. just, you know, same reason why we're podcasting you right now, exactly. you know? It's bring exactly. your listeners to us and my listeners yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's, like, well, there's a lot of times when there's a lot of people I know kind of peripherally, peripherally through clubs and stuff, and but haven't really hunt, necessarily hung out with a lot in person, mm-hmm. you know, outside of a club or whatever. So getting to know them on that level, too, is kind of cool, and, and it's kind of, you know, further the bonds of some of those friendships. Yeah, well, you grew up too. in, like, Denver and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was a little bit of a bigger community. I'm from Simi Valley, you know, been there almost for my entire life, and we went to what was it's all right it started as junior high and we went there for seventh grade but then they decided to turn it into a magnet high school so we were the only class of eighth grade and then stayed there for ninth tenth eleventh and twelfth wow so you can imagine basically the small town mayberry shit that just got produced out of all that yeah everybody knows everybody else's business sure you know and we had and we were considered you know the rejects because we were like the third school and we were performing arts and you know Granted, I mean, in the, you know, I guess high school world of mm-hmm. things, we were the rejects, but yeah. it made my life way cooler. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine, I mean, I'm still friends with at least a good 70% of people that I was in high school, wow, which is wow. rare. And I hardly talked to anybody I went to high school. There's, well, exactly. there's a couple people I've known since, like, that I knew since second, third grade, and I occasionally talk to them on Facebook. I have one really good friend I've known since I was, yeah, about seven and he and I are still in touch. He lives in Colorado, and we still talk, um, you know. And uh, But most of the people in high school, I just didn't relate at all, and we didn't have any kind of magnet school program out in Oh, Colorado. no, as soon as I met you and, yeah. like, talked to the guys, I was like, oh, he would have went to Santa Susana and been, like, king. Like, you would have fit right in. Like, we were your, your definite spot that you want to be. Like, you know, yeah. you're saying, you know, drinking nothing but coffee and smoking clothes yeah. and trench coat. Totally. I mean, that we had totally. those aplenty. Yeah, so. yeah. 
Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was later in high. Really, really later in high school. Like senior year was my big experimentation year with everything. Oh, That's gotcha. Kind of when I started. Uh, I was about sixteen, I guess, the first time I went to Rocky Horror. So I was in. I was a junior then, but yeah, senior year was the year that I, you know, shaved the side of my head and mm-hmm. smoked club cigarettes oh, and yeah. did this and that and. Um, and but yeah, and and looking back, there were these things that were around me at the time that now I wish I had done. I wish oh, I had yeah. done more drama productions. I wish I had. There's hung a million out with things that, that like I'm more. interested in now. And yeah, yeah, and and th- thinking of all those things that I skipped doing for whatever reason, whatever self-absorbed yeah. reason I had back in the day would would have informed my, you know, creativity so much more now. Right? Like, instead of taking three, uh, you know, classes of PE and mm-hmm, subbing, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. being a TA for them for, mm-hmm. you know, your senior year, it would have been helpful to do something a yeah. little bit more. Yeah, helpful. and I, I didn't get into drama until my senior year, and yeah. I was in two plays in, in my senior year, and, and but I could have been doing that stuff all along. And I was in a play in kindergarten, and I could have been doing stuff all Yeah, along, all the way through. And just didn't, for what actually, yeah. I was in a play in ninth grade, too. But well, sometimes the bug just hits you a little bit later I in guess, life, you know? I I, mean, I guess, well, I'm, that's kind of why I, yeah, starting the podcast this late in life, too. So. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, starting the podcast now is, like, this is the first time I've had, like, real clear vision on a direct goal. I mean, I've always been kind of aimless and just kind of wandering with the beat. But, uh, you know, I went kind of the music route when I was growing up. So, instead of, you know, spending my time and money going places and, you know, furthering myself, I was basically going to shows. So, oh, like, yeah. If there was a show, I would... I would be there anytime, any day. I used to follow Guar. I'd be my uh, three to four uh, or four to five day run, and it'd be San Diego, Hollywood House of Blues, and the Ventura Theater. Wow. And you go on that that trip. I mean, that trip alone is going to cost me, you know, three four hundred bucks. Yeah. And well, the thing about Guar shows, as you know, they spew things on you and everything. And as a true Guarier. I don't shower from the mo- the moment the first one starts until the very so end of the last one. By the time one. you're at home, you're like need to be. Oh yes, my yeah, you, my you wife put, doesn't allow they need that. To put anymore. you in a medical incinerator. At Pretty that much, point. yeah. I get my own special <laughs> blankets. I take, but I got my own like you know pack. I keep myself ready to go. But that's cool. I've just I've loved them for so long. That's oh yeah, I've got to look more. Yeah, there's it's they're they're definitely a singularity. There's nobody that's really yeah because like it mixes like you were saying the drama, the music, right. everything, the fantasy element, mm-hmm. the the hypersexual thing. Just Monsters destroying celebrities and other giant monsters. Yeah, yeah. On stage so while they're playing, yeah. a, and they're fantastic musicians. Yeah, That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. And that I like the, the fact that they may make a lot of their own music, uh, yes. musical instruments and stuff. Oh yes, so. and not and not they have Big funky at least one or two songs in every single genre you can think of. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's always at least a guar that a song that I can show to people that will get them to like them. Right, but right. it's a tough sell. I know it is. And well, no, I mean, you know, but most of, most all that you ever see here or see or hear about guar is you know. Giant penises hosing down hot women, yeah, and you know that's it. And yeah, that's and the, the part that you don't hear seen. about is you know the cops shutting down a performance while they were using some of that you know theatrics, and then them being able to sue the venue and the police, and all, every cent that they made, they donated to the missing children's organization nice, in Richmond. Nice. So I mean, they are humanitarians beyond yeah, a doubt, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've always I've always liked them. I always just found them. I it, it wasn't it wasn't anything that ever grabbed me like really passionately completely, but I always liked them and mm-hmm. I always 
I always liked what they were trying to do and, and dug that and thought that that's a real unique thing and, and yeah once you let down your blinders and like actually look at what they're doing sure. it's yeah. it's hard not to at and, least clap your hands at and them. the whole thing with police and parents and blah 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 and the thing that I just keep seeing over and oh, over yeah. and over again whatever biggest you know I remember when I remember in the 70s I remember the 70s <laughs> when Alice Cooper was considered right? shocking and I remember when Black I remember Sab- Marilyn Manson Black caused Sabbath. Columbine right Sabbath, everybody. Ozzy, you know, pretty said, get the gun, get the gun, shoot, shoot, shoot. And, you know, a kid killed himself. And he's like, you know, you're fucking crazy. I was dicking around in the studio and made an effect. The whole whole notion that any form of media causes people to exhibit bad behavior. Media, if anything, is a reflection of society that's already fucked up. And, and... If somebody, you know, I mean, what video games was Adolf Hitler playing? What, right. what's, what, uh, you know, what, what violent movies was, was, uh, I know deep, you know, Pol Pot. Yeah, I know deep to. in the, uh, in the Congos where they have child enslavement and everything's just a giant war zone, they're not playing any games. That's they're just any human nature. Yeah, it's, it's human nature. Power will always cause destruction. And I mean, yes, if you got a kid in there playing GTA, right. you know, all day, every day, you know what you have? You got bad parents that don't right. know how to raise Ding. their children. It and all that's what it all, to all boils, boils down to. Trying to hold media outlets responsible for the effects you're on children. You're not raising your shitty kids. Yeah, exactly. You're not raising your shitty kids. It's, yeah. It's it's parenting. I mean, my son, my son is 16, and he's been playing GTA since he was 8. He's been, you know, watching violent movies and, and blah, blah, blah. And he's the nicest, kindest, exactly. most sweetheart and guy And I'm sure if you met. saw an inclination of him not being, all that would stop. And all there'd be some, stopped. you know, configuring. Right. If he had just started going down any kind of violent path or whatever, uh, that all would have been changed. And that all we would have, you know, and w- the thing that we always told him is things in video games aren't real. It's not real life. Mm-hmm. You can't go and run people over and shoot people in real life. See, you talk you, to your yeah, children. Yeah, you can't. And the things on TV aren't real. Uh, you know, even you have to be, be you know, wary of whatever's on, quote unquote, the news. Right. And that you know, even some of that isn't real, and and you have to be aware that that people are real, and you're uh, here, and we're all sharing space, and you have to be aware that the things that you do affect other people. It's Whether a ripple effect to everybody, or and what, yeah, and it, exactly. And there's a lot of there's a lot of parents out there, and I told my I told my son this when he was little. There's a lot of parents out there that want to blame video games or want to blame this or that about you know for for the things that their kids do or them not being able to control their kids right. or whatever and it's like they're just not respect no as they're as they're getting drunk every night and popping Vicodin to escape their worries you mm-hmm. know and mm-hmm. it's like the old Simpsons joke help us Doc we tried nothing and we're all out of ideas mm-hmm. you know it's. But yeah, I mean, I just got a little baby right now, so I have all these like future scenarios and a girl on top of that. Oh, yeah, so I got yeah. nothing but you yeah. know my own lizard brain applying to you know my defensive father brain, and yeah. I I can't wait to intimidate the shit out of some <laughs> little punk ass coming to my door. It's the last thing I want is some kid like me showing up. I was always the nice kid. I was always the the kid who. I always had a real romantic heart, and and I, I was, oh, I was friend my zoned myself way too many times for, oh, yeah, for yeah, being but that I mean, guy. But my whole thing was always yeah. There were there were a few <laughs> a few girls in high school that I you know kind of pined after and puppy dogged a bit, but but you know I shook myself out of that right? later. But you know I I was always the the boy that the that the girls mothers were okay with them dating, you know. See, I was a bit of an Eddie Haskell, so the parents would love me, but uh, oh man, I'd be taking your daughter out getting drunk on, you know, some uh, SoCo and, you know, yeah. doing naughty oh, things. God, SoCo. <laughs> oh. Ooh, yeah. 
Remembrance of vision, drunken visions past. Horrible things. Was Soko ever was Soko made for anybody to any adult to actually ever drink? I don't think no, so. No, it's made for guys to get girls drunk and take <laughs> off their clothes. That's I think was this it's like yeah. Boone's Farm or anything else growing yeah, up through the years. Yeah. There's a market for that. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, the big thing in, in Colorado when I was growing up in the 80s was wine coolers. Oh, yeah. Because at, at that time, your older brother or sister could get them for you. Right. Because they were 3-2, and they, that was back before they changed all the alcohol laws, and, and it was, you know, 21 everywhere, which really is unconstitutional, but... Yeah, and, oh, um, I'm with you on that. I used to work as a bartender, and when I would have people that were on leave from military coming in and then me not being able to serve them... It pissed me off, and yeah. I risked myself a couple of times, and I was like, you know what, I don't even care. Or you could blatantly tell their dad or somebody else at the table was getting them drinks. And you know what? I'm like, that's fine. If you're old enough to go out there and die for us, yeah. you can drink a beer. Should be if you're old enough to vote, you should be yeah. able to drink a beer. You well, it's the same a, age. Yeah, yeah. Dying, it, exactly. 18, yeah. Exactly. But I mean, but I'm, I mean, you know, yeah. If you're if you're fighting and dying for, for you know, the country or whatever, then yeah, you should have, deserve to have a drink. Deserve to pretty much have anything you want. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say, yeah, you get a, you get a little special... Medical care. <laughs> yeah. A little Sorry, special sticker on your, uh, <laughs> on your uh, license that ha- gives you a little extra credit, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, now that we've solved all the world's problems. Right? Now that we've restored <laughs> harmony to the world. Can you go away? Let's talk movies. Yeah. What have you seen good lately? What do you got some good we recommendations for? We're supposed to go see um, uh, Kingsman at some point, but we... I've heard nothing but good things. Nothing but good things. Yes. No, and just from what I heard, I haven't so seen it yet. So damn great. But from what I heard, don't look at the trailers or any type of the promotion advertising anything. This I is, try not to do that anyway. I do as well, because... And I get a lot of, like, a lot of people give me shit for it. It's like, you didn't see the trailer, this new thing that dropped and everything? Granted, Star Wars is a whole other thing. I'll, I'll always watch that. But besides that, I'm like, no, because... It either amps it up way too much and I'm let down, or it gives me everything in there and then I'm let down. Either way, yeah. I've learned they're trailers are nothing too, but poison. Yeah, they're ter- putting too much. They're putting too much of the actual story in there. Yeah, uh, that's what I liked about the teaser for Episode Seven so much because it just gives you little little blurbs. Let your of, mind. Little blurbs of awesome, yeah. and it and it does that quick cutaway like. Or like I don't know if you saw the uh, the original spots for the Daredevil or even Ant Man. Um, they're just they're great marketing because yeah. the Ant Man poster it oh, was yeah, nothing yeah, yeah, but yeah, literally. That a little, a little tiny ant. Yeah, and the little tiny trailer. Yeah, exactly. Great. It's it's beautiful. It's, yeah. I love stuff like that. So great. Um, one I got for you though. Uh, I don't know if you're ever familiar. It's, it's a pretty under under the noticed uh, culty film, but it's called Murder Party. It went around on the DVD circuits and on Netflix for a little bit. You can it send away for familiar. it. It's basically um, it's like this uh, troupe that always work together, and uh, one guy is basically this huge nerdy guy. He goes home. Um, and on his way home, he finds an invitation floating in the wind to come to a murder party. And he's at home, his, he's just sitting there with his cat and his corn, kettle corn, and it's like, you know what, screw it, I'm gonna go. So he goes, and it turns out it's a bunch of, like, these New York, like, hipster artistic types that want to actually commit a murder for art's sake on Halloween. Wow. And it's comedy, horror, everything. It's... It's fucking so great. I love cool. it so much. Cool. But from that spawn, even more recently, that is streaming on Netflix right now, is a movie called Blue Ruin. Mm. And it's got one of the guys from Murder Party in too. it, and the whole like uh, crew was in on it. Um, and, and also, uh, 
What's his name? Butch from Home Alone, uh, the oldest kid with the tarantula. Yeah. Uh, he's in there, makes a surprising reoccurrence. I was staring at him like, I know this guy. Like, I had to like <laughs> figure it out. But uh, basically, it's a revenge story, but it's the everyman like revenge story. It's this uh, hobo who is transient and just living, you see you know him just living in a car, finds out that the murder of his parents uh, is being released from jail, and he goes back to his hometown to exact revenge on him. And he's not good at it. He bumbles a lot. It's very tense, and it's shot so beautifully. Like the cin- whoever the cinematography is on that, like I want to hire them to just cinematography my life. Yeah, like <laughs> just give me that vision. Shoot my life. Yeah, it's it's so That's good. Cool. Yeah. Um, I've had so little time for media lately, and I, I have a media culture podcast. And I, <laughs> I, I don't. I, the only things I've really been watching are. At midnight and Archer, little. I mean, right. I, I'm, I'm at this point right now where I, I can't devote any more than like a half an hour to this or that. Sometimes I'll watch a couple episodes in advance. Um, they just started playing uh, QI on um, on uh, BBC America, which is a it's a British. I think I was telling you about it's a British panel show. Oh yeah, with yeah, Stephen yeah. Fry. That was like the like origin a, of that like night. A, yeah, kind of. It's it's yeah. British panel shows go way, way back. Oh, They've yeah. had those for a long time. There's a bunch of news-oriented ones, and there's um, and Stephen Fry was on a, on a couple of those ones as well. Brian Blessed was a host on one of them a couple times. You know, Big Beard, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, but it's uh, and they all they all just they're all funny and 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 yeah, QI is good. The new season of Archer has been really good. I haven't I, been able to uh, I, see any of the new stuff yet. I, I love Archer. They just released. Uh, season, I just got an uh, email from Netflix yesterday that they released. Season five of Archer mm-hmm. on Netflix. That's the whole uh, co- you know Coke dealer season, which was really good. Um, the the latest uh, the one we're a couple episodes behind on Archer, but we, um, the one that just came out was the one where you see uh, um, Lana as a as a young kid. Oh, and nice! Act- and it's actually stuff from Aisha Tyler's life. Oh, well, that's way cool. Yeah, they did this whole thing. I love where she was in, Tyler. Yeah, she's amazing. That doesn't surprise me at all. It's kind of like the. Uh, the guy Cameron on Modern Family. I don't know if you watched that. Uh, my, pa- kinda, yeah, my dad watches that. Uh, lot, it's but. the bigger of the homosexual guys, but mm-hmm. basically in the show, he's he's like a, a former clown. He grew up on a farm, this, that, and the other. They, and that's all his real life. Like they just take everything right from his real life and just put it right into cool. the show, which is cool. It's like why not? Yeah, why, the story's already there written. I yeah, bet they exactly. just you, you know you're on set, you start telling stories, and the writers are like. We couldn't come up with shit this good. Let's let's write <laughs> let's this in. I would have never thought to make him a, a yeah. fucking clown. Yeah. yeah, the big thing. Yeah, so King Kingsman, and there was another movie that I saw a trailer for that actually looked pretty good. And I had a friend who did some work on um, man, I, I can't remember the names of things now, but there was something that came out a few months ago. It was the one with the. Um, I'm good at this. Uh, Gotta give me something though. Something came out a couple months ago. It was uh, Jeff Bridges and. Um, uh, some kind of like a fantasy epic. Oh, uh, the 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 giver or something like that, or like the rule maker. He was like basically the one in charge, like writing the story for. I know which one you're yeah, talking about. Yeah. It had a weird name. Seventh Son. Oh, Seventh Son. Seventh no, completely. I'm thinking of yeah. a completely different one. Yeah, yeah. See, I saw that one and I was intrigued too, but I know that's one that's either going to be I'm going to be sunk in from second go, or it's going to be a horrible piece of Have shit. Have you been turned on any of the stuff that Jeff? 
Bridges has been doing outside of movies like oh, like the sleeping the sleep stuff? stuff and I've, all that. I've listened so to a few of it. Cool. I, I say, why not? Why not? Because I mean, you know yeah. what? If he puts it up and people like it, it's the same thing as the podcast. Well, why not? Yeah, and it's a great it's a great advertisement for uh, what is it, Squarespace or yeah. whatever it's for. Yeah, so it's it kind of serves a dual purpose. You know, they're like, hey, right? hey Jeff Bridges, we want a, you know somebody to do their own website. They're a celebrity to do their own website. Which is so cool. Instead of just doing like a commercial or exactly. something for it's us. so much better than any commercial could ever be. Right? So, yeah. No, I'm with you on that. I, I've checked out minimal of it. I mean, I definitely haven't like tried to go to sleep to it or anything, but I had to see what it was all about. But yeah, it's just literally just Jeff just telling stories and what uh, what else have stuff. you what else have you seen lately? Um, I, I personally am into TV a lot. Like I kind of because like I said with the baby, I don't go to Not movies much, anymore. Right? You know how that goes. Oh, sure. I got yeah, many sure. years before I'm going to catch up on the Oscars and stuff from yeah. three years ago. You know, right. but uh, right now, um, Better Call Saul is on my number one list, um, which is, was the spinoff from Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, my wife's and, really digging that. Okay, yeah, yeah it, it's. Have you been watching it all too? Or? I haven't. I I didn't get it. I watched the first episode of Breaking Bad and the last episode of Breaking Bad, and I think I pretty much got it. <laughs> you, you missed a lot of tense, uh, yeah, tense things, yeah. but I mean, overall story wise, yeah, you probably got the gist of it. Being so busy as I am with work and with everything else I'm trying to do right now, and you know, we're getting ready to buy a house and all mm-hmm. this and that, and so. Uh, Got to do laundry. Got to do laundry. <laughs> um, so we, it, having so little time, to to, it's not just a time factor. It's also an emotional investment oh, factor yeah. because of the fact that I'm emotionally invested in all this other stuff. Trying to devote emotional investment into a show like that is that's draining as well. Because oh, you absolutely, know, it, it's, yeah. and that, it's unfortunately is like a majority of what I watch. So it's like, oh man, I got to get into that. Those one hour dramas, I mean, are just fucking killing it right yeah, now. Yeah. I mean, uh, but Better Call Saul, it's. It's funny because people like to compare it to Breaking Bad and everything like that, and there's a lot of good Easter eggs in there, but it really is becoming its own show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to judge it too much right now, good or bad, because it is, it's is—it's a brand new show starting out. It's its own new thing, um, but I think it's great. Michael McKeon's in there, Everybody's who I saying love. It. Everybody's saying it just knocks it out of the park. It is, and they're time jumping all over the place, which is smart. Uh, you really got to get over, you know, realize that 50-ish, whatever Bob Odenkirk is going to be playing in his 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever. Ever. So yeah. once you get over that and his different wigs that he's got, it's good enough, it's and you're, you're good to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, it, it's nice to have a show that you know a little bit of suspension, disbelief, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Certain things you just got to let go, and it's going to be fine. You know, yeah. um, but like you know, Game of Thrones, I can't wait till that comes back. I mean, I kind of. I listen to like a lot of podcasts, kind of because I know the books are so hard to get through mm-hmm, and are mm-hmm. such an, an, an investment in things. So I'm more so just throw them into my podcast listening. So I'm basically I know way more than the TV watcher would, which is kind of hard, with, especially with like my wife when we're watching things and I'm like, oh shit, I know it's coming. But then I get to watch her as it's happening and stuff, right, which is right, really great. You know, everyone right. knows about the red wedding. Watching her face during that was. Fantastic. Yeah, I was. I kind of drift in and out of Game of Thrones, but I, I again. It, with that's the, totally fine. The, emo- the emotional investment thing again and again. To uh, I feel very much the way about Game of Thrones that I feel about Walking Dead, where it's like, where's this gonna go? Because I mean, the books aren't all out yet. Um, yes. They're gonna finish the show before the last books yes. are finished. I am very worried they're about gonna, that with yeah. Game of Thrones. And and I'm like, where's this gonna go? Who's gonna you know? Because I know who I want to ultimately you know win who you the, got the game who you got well i want i want da- Dennis Targaryen to win i want i want the dragon queen i'm in the same camp with yeah, you i want the dragon queen to to be nice if Tyrion was to, like by her side right yeah that would be cool too 
that would be cool too. Um, yeah, I I would like to see that happen. And you know, don't fuck everybody else, basically, except for you know, I'd like to see Jon Snow get something too. And yeah, he deserves it. Yeah, he's, been, you know, he's been killing. He's been since kicked one. the shit out of enough, you know. Right. So, but I want those. I want Cersei and fucking her brother. Although he's somewhat redeeming himself. Oh, Jamie. Yeah, yeah he's Jamie he's trying and, and he's on the upswing. It's yeah. hard. It's, it, I, I do that with shows too when they like try and like redeem a character and stuff and be like. But he tried to kill a child, yeah. many children. That's yeah. one of many offensive. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. you always gotta like like uh, what is it? Uh, horror story freak show, American Horror Story, uh, the one that just finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it. I don't know. That show loses me and catches me on here and there. It was overall pretty good, but uh, you're supposed to feel good for these guys. But it's like okay, in like the first or second episode, they slit a cop's throat and bury him. Yeah. And so they're talking about other yeah. people and yeah. killing their friends. And you're well, a murderer. It's just like Sopranos, and it's yeah. just like anything else. You see these people who are put in extreme situations, and you're supposed, but you're still supposed to empathize with mm-hmm. them. And and you wind up finding yourself feeling sorry for, or empathizing, or rooting for people who do, do despicable things. And I'm all for the anti-hero, yeah. right? But it's, right. It's like quit trying to like like I feel it's more to the writers. Like really. Quit trying to, you know, fuck with me and really make me love this guy. Because well, under that's all, the, the, that's the completion of the character. Writing, the, 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 you talk about this one-hour dramas, and, and yeah, they're ruling the world right now. But but they're written from such a sociopathic place. I'll give you, you that. Think, you think about George R. R. Martin, and you think about Bob, uh, or uh, not, um, Kirk, Robert Kirkman. Mm-hmm. And these guys are sociopaths. These oh, yeah. guys, These guys... Are, are making money hand over fist, creating characters that are lovable and likable that people fall in love with and root for, and then they kill them yes. purposely. After, I mean, just like the the thing with the 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 end of uh, the mid season with what's her name, the blonde girl, and oh, Beth, who she was basically a nobody through the whole thing except for being. Uh, what's her name? Maggie's daughter, Ma- you know, what's sister. Her name? Maggie's sister. And what's her, Herschel's what's daughter. Name? Herschel's daughter. And then they br- they elevate her to this place and I'm make, with her, you on make that her important and then kill her <sighs> off. And it's just like... That's well, that's how you knew they were, she were killing her That's sociopathic behavior. Yeah. That's, you're making people love things only to pull the rug out from under them. Yeah, that is purpose. the one thing with The Walking Dead is you can see anytime someone's going to lure because to, they go on their hero's their journey to get uh, killed off. So that's when you know. Anytime you see someone going taking their hero journey, yeah. then they're ultimately it's, gone. it's sociopathic behavior. I'm sorry. Just, no, it's it is. Just, it's, it's, and I, I don't... I don't want to go on that. I want to. I want to feel good about stories. I want to feel. I'm not one of these people who has to see people suffer worse than me because I have a rough time of things. But that's what these shows are based on: the fact that shows like this, disaster shows and disaster movies and movies about tragedy and loss and blah blah blah, all come up during times when there's a general oh, yeah, it's, it's, in the zeitgeist. It's all distraction. Yeah, and it's all it's all this thing of, I feel bad, so I'm going to watch somebody else who has it worse than exactly. me so I can feel better about myself. Instead of watching, but then when things are good, then you watch stories about people overcoming, tri- you know, overcoming, you know, triumphing over adversity or, you know, feel or feel good stories. Yeah. When, but only when the zeitgeist is happy. And I think it should be not necessarily the opposite, but it would be nice to see things with more um, of a positive <coughs> outcome 
during troubling times, you know, right. during times when people are struggling. No, I I agree with you, but it's just that's the way the world yeah, works, you know. Yeah. Two guys sitting talking into a snowball ain't going to change that. That's <laughs> <laughs> true, true. But hey, you know, we like to try. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what? Uh, so you've been watching a lot of TV. Um, what else are you watching besides uh, Better Call Saul? Um, actually, I found a great one on Netflix. Um, it's a BBC series, and it's very reminiscent of Twilight Zone, uh, Black Mirror. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. Yes. Oh, man. And it is worth all the hype you've been hearing. Uh, going cold, don't know a thing about it. Just know that it's a Twilight Zone-esque thing. Uh, stick with it, because the first scene uh, sets up the first story, and they're all individual, so nothing's right, connected. Right. Um but yeah, it's a little intense, but it is very good. It's well done. You'll you'll be a giant fan right out of the Now, back. the Black Mirror refers to cell phones, doesn't it? Doesn't isn't that what that I think I think to? it does. It wouldn't surprise me if it if it does. There's a lot of technology things. Like there's one story about where there's this thing in your eye. So nobody watches TV anymore. Everybody just watches memories mm-hmm. and they're able to, you know, basically TiVo their life. And it's, I don't know, it's really weird and there's got a lot of good social commentary on it and stuff. That one's really good. Um, my wife makes me watch, like, you know, like Hell's Kitchen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which unfortunately I get sucked into. I hate watching them and yeah. I feel so exploitive because these people are horrible. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I'm in it. I love to watch Chef Ramsay just yell at them all the time. But yeah, I don't. That makes me really uncomfortable. I don't like any anything where, where people are just being screamed at in the face by some I can understand that. I don't really either. I've had too much of that in my own life to where I don't want to watch that happen to other people. Oh, yeah. It's like my my sister-in-law is a fantastic chef. I know that if she went on that show, she would destroy every person that's ever been on there. But I know that she would never tolerate that and would never put up a day one. She'd be like, I'm out. Right. Well, I understand that his British shows are different than the American shows because with the American shows, he's... They, they purposely bring American dicks on yes, the show. that's a character. People that are going to, you know, talk back to him, sass back to him, try to pick a fight with him, purposely are dicks. And, yeah. You know, and the, the British ones, it's a lot more constructive and a lot more helpful. Yeah, he's actually trying to thing. find... Because right. I, I, every person I look at, I was like, there's no way he, they're going to be able to get this job at, like, you know, some fancy, you know, thing besides washing dishes. These guys no. suck. No, yeah. But... Um, but besides that, uh, Bob's Burgers, you know, you mentioned yeah, Archer, yeah. uh, you know, Bob's Burgers, yeah, John, John, H. John Benjamin. there we go. He does the voice for yeah, Bob too, yeah. but I mean, we all know that, you know, Tina's the star over there. Of course. And, of course. Uh, but I, I just love that show. I love puns. Yeah. So yeah. that, that's so great. I, I love everything about it. He's always making it. up the pun names for the burgers. Well, there's stuff. a couple, there's, uh, there's like two on the, in just the intro, there's one on the business next door and there's one on the extermination van that comes up. And then, yeah, there's always the burger of the day that rotates and stuff, but the great thing is with the burger of the day they hardly ever show you just a straight on view mm-hmm. it's a lot of little parts and i mean me and my wife pause rewind all the time trying to just like oh that's what it is that's yeah. awful <laughs> awesome yeah and then the uh yeah tina and the touching butts and the whole thing oh, my wife I, says that tina tina is her spirit animal <laughs> I, I don't blame her that's that's smart thinking you know all of her zombie you know fan fiction of just touching butts yeah <laughs> i'm a great. big i'm a big uh i'm a big Christian shawl fan too and so yes, she's yeah. on there and uh, which uh i don't know if you've seen um last man on earth yet i have not but i keep hearing about it we don't have fxx right now gotcha okay so i think that's you what got it, the simpsons network no, <laughs> Simpsons Network. No, um, no, we we have a very limited cable package. Um, Smart. Um, just because 
time and things, and right? we already Why? we already watch enough. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. If I, oh yeah, if I cut cable, my life would be so much easier yeah, than yeah. having to. But there's a few things that we do watch daily that I that I it's it's more, it's it's better to pay X amount per month than to have to download it online or watch it online right. every day, like uh, the uh, like um, uh, at midnight and and. Mm-hmm. We've been watching the nightly show occasionally, and we've been watching. Um, we used to record a lot of well, and then you know, uh, Archer and 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 stuff. And there, we used to re- watch a lot of. Um, oh, what was the thing? Oh, we used to watch Craig Ferguson a lot. Too. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But uh, there's things that are just you know, uh, if it's on network or, or basic cable, that's a nightly daily thing that's easy. Yeah, it's easy to have it on. I'm cable. with you, and then like all those night nightlight shows, like uh, you know the Jimmy Kimmel's and you know Tonight shows and everything like that. I can't. I've never been like a huge fan of them. All if there's something cool that I know that's going to happen, right. I'll check them out. Like you know Jimmy Kimmel's like Oscar ones. Like there's always something cool that goes down. Uh, you know the Jimmy Fallon doing the Save by the Bell thing, which was amazing. That was really cool. Not only this one, but the first time when uh, Zach Morris came on, like as Zach Morris, Mark Paul Gossler, he came out like as like how he did and just played straight like well after my first marriage to Kelly Kapaski you know I married you know uh, the chick from the Malibu Sands and uh, oh shit's so great um but yeah, I've just never been a big fan. Yeah, of Fallon's like, doing really cool stuff with the Tonight Show. Yeah, I think he, Jimmy Fallon is doing cool stuff for Jimmy Fallon. That's all he's doing. This whole thing is a giant jerk off to let him live out whatever fantasy that he wants to do. Which I'm not always opposed to by any means. But I really, which who to say? If I had my own show, fuck yeah, I would recreate Saved by the Bell and get as many you yeah, know yeah. celebrities and musicians to participate with me as I could. You right, know, but right. that kind of spins around to what we were talking about—a little exploitive. Right. Right. Well, the only thing that I'm not a big fan of is is when he does the kind of lounge act thing with songs because Richard Cheese was doing that. Thank you. I was Richard, just going to bring Richard that up. Richard Cheese was doing that 15 years I ago. I love Dick Cheese. And as far as I'm concerned, Fallon should be paying him royalties for, I, for stealing his act. I, and Richard Cheese said the same thing. Uh, yeah. I love, yeah. like I said, I love Richard Cheese. I think he's great. I've, uh, are you familiar with me first in the Gimme Gimme's? I've heard of them. Okay, it's basically the same kind of concept, uh, but they do it as like making like punk rock songs, and then the, but they'll you know it's it's really good. But yeah, the lounge act wise, I mean, what was it? I think two years ago he had a thing where uh, I got him to leave my wife a voicemail for Valentine's Day. Which oh was, yeah, 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 yeah. So Richard Cheese was doing the thing. That was yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, what? This last Christmas, I got uh, Pustulus Maximus from Guar to yeah. call my mom and leave her a Christmas message. Cool. That was pretty cool. 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 Uh, but. Yeah, I love Richard Cheese. He's yeah. so good. I haven't been able to see him live. I did want to try and like get him to perform. Don't even think about trying to do that unless you're a baller. Because yeah. even just to get him it's there in the room, we Yes, yes, yeah. big time. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he, uh, you know, he had he started on K Rock, and I was a big fan of the stuff that he did on K Rock mm-hmm. before he started the Richard Cheese thing. And because I came in at the very tail end of. Paul, the fifty-two-year-old intern, and the, anytime the whole the whole Bob Hope thing that he did was was just one of the funniest goddamn things in the world. There's actually a CD or a, a digital download that you can get called uh, um, called uh, Hey Bob. Uh, it's all the bit, all the all the Bob Hope bits oh, that nice. he ever did on K Rock on Kevin and Bean from the early '90s all the way through the late, you know, the, the mid 2000s. Yeah, see, I I loved K Rock, but I was only really in there because my age in like the Garmin era, like sure. when, around Garmin is sure, like sure. when I know of it. Uh, Love Line for sure, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. when Adam went over there and everything. But I just kind of missed out on all that because mainly it was until I had my own car. 
because in right. the mornings I had to listen to whatever my mom wanted right. me to, or I had my disc man, so I was walking. Right. You know, people you still remember that radio. being a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, mo- I moved here in the end of '97, and right away I was listening to K Rock because we had already always heard of K Rock in Denver because it was a good thing. Because right? yeah, because of the, in the '90s, I mean, Rodney basically. Yeah, basically. We're Graham Bell. Yeah, wow, yeah, all right, all right. God, she basically basically made you know '90s alternative music oh, yeah. continue to happen, and he brought about the second British wave, the whole you know Oasis mm-hmm. and Blur, and you know it was it was all down to Rodney. Absolutely, if it wasn't for him, we probably never would have heard any of those. That's bands. why he's mayor of the Sunset Strip, right? Right, and uh, and so we had always heard of K Rock. Because I, I was around a lot of the DJs. I was on a music video show in Denver for years mm-hmm. called Teletunes, that was uh, pretty much kind of a national treasure, really. And it started in the started in the late seventies before um, it was called FMTV before MTV started. And then around eighty three, when MTV started, they actually gave the the, the local station ten thousand dollars and said change that the was name the year of, I was born change the name of your show <laughs> and said um you know change the name of your show we don't want you using FMTV because MTV gotcha. and they changed it to Teletoons and then the music director on there was the um my first wife's best friend in college and so I got up getting in there through that and I was an on air VJ and a programmer and all kinds nice. of stuff and got to do being on a couple interviews at, at concerts and stuff like that and so that was cool. But um so being around that, and but we always heard K Rock, K Rock, mm. K Rock, and we actually even had like stuff that K Rock sent to uh, us, right? Saying, like here's this packages band, and here's stuff. this band you should check out, and and blah blah blah. And so, so when I moved to LA, it was K Rock, K Rock, K Rock, and they were still playing kind of alternative music, and then kind of the rap rock thing hit in the very end of the late 90s. That and, was, and, unfortunately, yeah. to my dismay, all me. Uh, one of my first shows was the Family Values Tour with Corn, Limp Bizkit. Uh, no, the, but out of that, though, Rammstein, Rammstein. was on. Ice Cube was pretty dope, too. He did, yeah. like, a giant Mount Rushmore of himself. But no, I don't mind God. I don't mind Corn so much because um, they had a little bit more of genuine darkness to them. Yeah. Oh, well, they, there was some pretty dark, twisted shit. Right. The first three albums were right. incredible. But Still I never are. bought the dark, the darkness of Linkin Park. I never no. bought the darkness of, you know, Kid Rock didn't have any no. of that. Limp Biscuit was a Nobody colossal, it's, it's jock rock, basically. Yes. And We call but, it, yeah, we, it, it, Pennywise, unfortunately, kind of goes in the same thing, you know, the Flat Hat crew. Right. And they all just jump on board. And, well, the problem with Pennywise is they're out of angst now. Yeah. There's no nothing for them to be mad about anymore. They've yeah. made a, a lifetime of living in punk rock, touring the world. Have you know Fletcher, especially the the big giant guitar player. I mean, he does. He's a, just a kid in a candy shop in his life. Yeah. You know, but you're not angry anymore. What? It's cool to play your own songs, but I, nobody cares about new music, man. Yeah, yeah. What do you got to say that's so important to the yeah, world? I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. You're not political, and yeah. when you try to be, no one gets it. I mean, even even Trent Reznor started doing movie soundtracks. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Exactly. And they're awesome. Enough. And they're and he's winning awesome. Yeah, now. Fat, deservedly so. Oh yes, uh, but, Fat Mike from No Effects. He just put out his uh, yeah. his Broadway me- or not Broadway. Uh, he's doing it up in San Francisco, Home Sweet Home, about life and the gutter punks because he really seemed like, hey, I can do it. Why not? Why can't I do it? And that guy is just one of the smartest people in yeah. music yeah. altogether. He's got he actually writes songs talking about fuck you, my band's better. We own all our music. We're having the best time ever. Right. Ha ha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Music today is. Uh, I mean, K, yeah, K Rock now, uh, 
the tweet pop thing is it seems like the media business in general and movies included not necessarily tv but movies and music these days we're right back to 1986 87 where music is geared toward teenage girls yep and they're because they're the ones spending the money yep and you know so a bunch of guys in flannel and beards singing about problems from a hundred years ago and you know that's what they want right but you know Capaldi's now the doctor. <laughs> it's time to bring, you know, let's get some rock music going. Actually, uh, one band that I really want to tell you, you and your listeners about is, now bear with me on the name and everything here, and I'm not a fan of like techno music or anything like that, but this band kills it, and I'm talking about Fart Barf. I've heard of them, yeah. Yes. Now, these guys are, it's three dudes, two are on like a synthesizer, like old Korg machines and all that, mm-hmm. voice modulators, mm-hmm. and then they have a live drummer. Now, without the live drummer, I don't think it works as well. Right. Also, they dress up as uh, like cro magna monkey, like NASA rejects. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, Fart Barf, they put on one of the greatest shows I've I've seen in a long time. Uh, I literally was the front row. I was dance or die that night and nice. just fucking going for it. Oh, nice. pretty drunk, too, yeah. but yeah. You know, it's that time. Yeah, Jonah Ray, uh, Jonah Ray from Nerdist and Jonah Ray mm-hmm. talks about Fart Barf a lot. Actually, I heard him from uh, Anderson Cowan of the After Disaster. He's He's been the producer on Loveline forever. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, I listen to his uh, The After Disaster and The Film Vault a lot. Um, he's actually one of my main reasons why I got into it. I mean, cool. he'd probably laugh at, it, at the fact that I you know, <laughs> want to get into it because of him, but uh, he had a big part of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, him, Ralph Garman, uh, Adam Carolla, I'm getting a little... His stuff just kind of drones on the same, unless he yeah, gets a I mean, new idea. He's kind of one trick pony. I like him in small doses, and I like him a lot. I mean, he oh, I would he listen does, to him daily. He does a lot of he does a lot of uh, uh, humanitarian stuff. And yes, this and that, and and, and his, works like a maniac. Yeah, and, and he's a very hardworking guy, and that's great. Um, but yeah, his 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 shtick is very one track, and and. It's fun once in a while. I, I miss Mr. Burcham the most yes. of all. Um, I'd say for more of that one, it's it's just getting hard to listen to a daily listen. Yeah. Like, uh, I definitely go back and, you know, depending on who's on and stuff like that. But uh, I do, uh, but I have to not just dump on him completely because I am one of the producers of his new movie that just came out. Oh, wow. Uh, Road Hard. Okay. Um, well, it was a, did like a kick, uh, Kickstarter crowdfunding thing. Right. And uh, I donated to it, but my name will be in the credits along with 13,000 other <laughs> people so there's like a 15 minute credit cool. sequence that goes on cool. but it's all so did about you get business cards with producer put on there <laughs> i got some of my friend making me up some things uh but you know they sent me a, you know, a t-shirt a yeah. couple things you know i get a copy of the dvd and everything but uh it's pretty cool actually it's kind of it's very i will say it's very smart and i don't know if you saw his first movie the hammer hmm. but that was really good um but this one it's very true to life it's basically this guy who started out in radio got big on tv with the, another guy the other guy went off to be super successful i think jay moore plays him and then adam went and got his own little thing in radio and then got fired and has to go on the road and just basically do you know run he never thought he'd be at yuckles uh, fun factory in <laughs> in you know ohio but right. he's got to go back to yeah, make some money yeah, yeah. and uh it's it's pretty it looks really good from everything i hear about it uh i obviously put some money behind it right. already so, so i endorse it cool cool Road Hard, like the R O A D. Road Hard. And it's available um, in select theaters, but it is available on uh, video on demand right now. Cool, cool. All right, that sounds cool. Yeah. We'll put a we'll put put a link up to that. On the uh, you know, he's got enough links. We, we, I got <laughs> I got other things to put links to. If you're gonna put up anything, <laughs> that's just a fun fact. Yeah, it, it, the last really, I mean, last year wasn't as 
much of a musical. There wasn't a whole lot new going no. on. 2013 was a huge year for music, though. There was so much. There was See, some, that's a better conversation to have with my partner, uh, Tucker, and like maybe even my producer, uh, Tommy. They're more, than they're more that. I personally, I don't listen to really anything that's not dead, broken up, or at least in their 40s. <laughs> getting, right. Actually, that number is getting a little bit older now. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. but it just, because like you were saying, I don't, I there's nothing really been out there that sparked me. Right. Uh, a few of these like uh, novelty bands, like I don't know if you've heard about Max Sabbath. Mm-mm. They're they're a Black Sabbath cover van- band, but they rewrite the lyrics and dress up as McDonald's characters. Oh Christ! It is no, it's oh my god, <laughs> it's pretty great. There's like a, a you, I'll I'll send you a little right. YouTube thing. Right. Right. You like it? Right. And then um, there is another one. Um, they're basically called uh, like uh, Lonely Island, but they're all about video games, uh-huh. and they're called Star Bomb. That one's pretty good. Okay, but okay. Uh, you know, most music like it just doesn't do it for me. Like yeah. I know when you were on our show. Uh, my partner Tucker was joking about this is the time when Olgen says how much he loves Kanye West, West because I f- I can't stand yeah, that no, guy I, know, yeah, I can't yeah, stand him yeah. personally musically I don't get it like yeah, it just yeah. it, and I gave it a shot I tried to before he got you know I think it was right around you know George Bush hates white people yeah you know yeah, yeah, right yeah, around yeah, there yeah. Mike poor Mike Myers George just Bush standing there like oh George Bush okay. doesn't care about black people yeah but I, I tried to you know what's all the hype about they say this guy is actually a genius no I think South Park got it right and the guy is a gay fish like yeah. that's. Sorry, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't get the Kanye thing either, and I'm sure people are going to think we're horribly racist for saying that. But I don't think or, it's a white person thing. Well, I think it's, it's a no, taste thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just yeah, because there's definitely plenty of of music in that genre that's that's yeah. just far superior to whatever he's doing. Yeah, there's tons of stuff that's great. There's uh, actually a great guy. Uh, well, I guess he is a white guy, so maybe a little. But uh, Mac Lethal, I don't, you've probably seen him on YouTube. He's one of the fastest rappers out there. He does. Uh, he actually did the entire plot of Dazed and, Confu- Dazed and Confused in like a minute, and it's he just raps the whole like synopsis. Minute, like would you watch it with the video? It's incredible. Wow. And uh, yeah, Mac Lethal is. Insane. He's been on Ellen and uh, Kevin and Bean and stuff like that. But yeah, if you just look at YouTube, there his pancake video got really popular. Cool. He's just sitting there making pancakes while he's rapping like super fast, drinking some, like a screwdriver. And <laughs> it, but he's all, he's a one take guy. It may now it may take him sixty tries, but he will everything that you see will be one take. Right. Cool. Cool. I. Uh... Uh, so it's like one shot, like a one. Yeah, shot yeah, exactly. Gotcha. All of his raps, all of his songs. One of the things I miss about the the Chappelle show was I got to see, and Kanye West was on there too. But I got did he to make see, it in that stretch? Yeah, he was Kanye West. Okay. This was before the big egomania thing gotcha. kind of happened with him. But Kanye West was on there, but he used to have a, a rap artist on it at the end of every. You know, yeah. they'd basically shoot their own little mini video, yeah. uh, and. Um, that was a good chance to see, you know, to kind of have a finger on the pulse. Well, even uh, even cooler than that, like he had Mos Def, uh, yeah, Mos like Def, in yeah. uh, in his car, just yeah, driving the car, around. They just that, threw on a beat, and he just that's started one rapping. Of the ones I was thinking, and of, it was and, incredible. And the, one great, the one with Erica Badu, the whole band. Oh yeah, 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 that yeah, one yeah. Was really great, and and shit. Uh, he went into a barber shop and had like yeah, a marching yeah, band play yeah. different strokes. I mean, John, it was, it was great. John Mayer. John Mayer was John on the keyboards. Yeah, yeah, with the the root, the guy from the Roots. Questlove and mm-hmm. and some of those guys. So yeah, it was it was it was nice to have that kind of because I mean that's obviously really way outside of my sphere. Yeah, not that you know, not that I'm like seeking it out, but it doesn't. It's I'm not I don't I'm not around or in front of places where hip hop music is kind of we're, kind we're suburban white dudes shows yeah. up in front of me, <laughs> you know, and so you know, but. 
I'm not really seeking anything out music-wise these days. I kind of, you know, if I hear of something, I'll uh, uh, something has to kind of grab me, and then I'll go yeah. want to hear more. I use I use Soundhound and 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 Shazam both, and you know, if I hear something, I'll record it and go go research it myself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not hearing new music on the radio because I'm not listening to the radio. Anymore. I only listen to podcasts in the car, pretty much. Exactly. Now. All or day long, I listen. to If podcasts. I'm with my wife. I listen to um, we. We'll, I'll have the iPod or you know my own music depending on where we're going. If we're going to a goth club, we'll listen to goth club right. music on the way there. If we're going somewhere else, we'll listen to something else. If we're just out kind of driving around with the kids on the weekend or whatever, I'll throw in like a trip hop list or a you know eighties eighties pop you know eighties new wave list or whatever because everybody likes right. it. So you know that kind of thing. And and I'm not the I'm I'm one of those people that likes to be in control of my musical musical universe yes. kind of thing. And yes. That was I'm, actually at my wedding. The one and only thing that I said I am 1,000% in charge of, you get no say pretty much, is the music. Right. I am handling it all. I got the band. I've yeah. already made his DJ set. Like, yeah. I've got everything. My first wedding, we did really, it was really, in a, well, our, both of our wedding, both my weddings were really, really done on the cheap and, you know, not to say that they were bad, but they were just done really, really <sighs> expensively. So you did what I wanted to do. Yeah. And fortunately, I had married two different women who are not of that ilk of wanting to have this great princess dream that's, day thing and you know and for people who want that fine and we just didn't so that's how my wife is too the first time I basically I was interning at the classic rock station in Denver um, right with the year before we got married and so I went into the station and on reel to reel took a whole bunch of my own CDs and vinyl and basically DJed my own wedding there you go, list yeah. and threw it on several cassette tapes yep. and then we just flipped the tape over and I still have the tapes out in the garage somewhere. Nice, yeah. Actually, yeah. my our like giveaway for the wedding was I made like I had to make it a double disc because it wouldn't right. <laughs> one ain't enough. But I just right. made that and then like made like a sweet poem of like all the song lists and everything. Like but this is the, the days before CD burners. I got yes. the first time I got married in 1990. So. Well, to be fair, I did trust me i made myself a lot of mixtapes yeah. trying to get off the radio uh me and my friend actually before even dvds or oh, any sure. recordable thing we were trying to uh record every simpsons episode because it was on 6 37 30 and 11 and at one point we would try to get the uh commercials out and stuff like that right. yeah bad yeah. choice yeah try never work dub vhs exactly VHS. Yeah, exactly I did, some, I did a fair amount of that actually i i i used to make these uh kind of like uh family Christmas letter video mm -hmm. videos and where we would shoot video and then I would splice it together and add music in and stuff. And, yeah, I did a lot of high school projects recording that one, to, one to the next one, one to the next one, yeah. and, made, and then just sat and made a bunch of copies. Right. Um, and did had that. to manually do all yeah, that stuff. Do and to make a copy, stuff. you had to let it play all the way, way through, through and then go back yeah. and play it all the way through. Yeah, it was like a half an hour video right. and then we just then we shipped it out to everybody and I still have a couple of those sitting on the garage. We've been, we're getting ready to move so we, we've, we've been going through old boxes and trying yeah, to get rid, get of, rid of it man. yeah yeah well i have a whole bunch of old like home movie type stuff that you know i don't want to i don't want to delete it but i don't and i don't want to throw it away either so you know it's just going to keep yeah. it but throw it on some backup let somewhere. trevor watch it someday because there's a bunch of videos of him as a little, little kid right stuff, it's so. like it's nothing that you're ever going to do anything with but you just can't throw it away and you're not a hoarder by any no, means no, for no, doing no, that no. You know? it's like pick yeah it's it's moment it's under the the you know you know the the category of memento or you know family stuff. So right. it's not something that you're. It's not just junk. Um, so yeah, I, w I was a, a huge mixtape 
person uh, making mix always making mixtapes for girls. It seemed like um, always, always, always. And then when I got a CD burner, I started doing the same thing. Oh yeah. But I went to the next level with that, and I got myself a color printer and photo yeah, paper yeah. Oh, yeah. and started doing my own photo cover, my own mm-hmm. you know, album covers and, and liner notes. I remember and blah, those blah, blah, days. And everything, and I've still got a whole bunch of those out in the garage, nice. and. I spent a lot of time, but I got—I really got a system down. When one year, some friends of mine, this kind of group of friends, they—they they knew how much I liked '70s soft rock, so uh-huh. they wanted to throw together this '70s like three or four discs. It was a four disc set of '70s soft rock, and um, they didn't know that I was doing this. All this—this this was very early on in this friendship, right? And they didn't know that I was already kind of doing this stuff so they wound up giving me all the graphics and all that stuff and I wound up printing it out and kind of putting it all together because they were kind of still trying to figure out how yeah, to do it's that like, just been, give me everything I'll I'd take care of it years of, I mean I remember my first tapes that I was making or making for people the first time I started doing album covers and, and liner notes and stuff I was doing stuff on copy machines yeah. I didn't even have a printer I didn't even have a color printer and I was just doing stuff on copy machines yeah that's yeah. what uh, PT our producer like he was doing tons of that stuff back in the day he yeah. would do like our friends because yeah. we always like hung out with a lot of bands I was never really like good enough to be in any of the bands yeah. so I would often roadie and you know do whatever needs to be part of everything yeah. get into the shows for free yeah. and uh, so yeah we would make you know do those old school do, uh, do it yourself fucking CDs and then hustle them all right, ourselves right. hustle you know yeah. tickets to go see a oh, Thursday I, night at the knitting factory it's like you know just I imagine that shit. if I had known anybody that it was in a band or if I was in a band I would have been the guy making all the flyers oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I would have been there on the, the copy machines cutting stuff out of magazines yeah. and splicing it but all now it's so much easier like my yeah, buddy uh yeah, hit me up hit me up now. a couple weeks ago and he's like uh he put it on facebook like trying to shame me he's like just listening to the michael jackson radio station because olgen said that he was gonna make me a, a playlist for when i go snowboarding <laughs> still waiting on that and i'm just like god damn it i did tell him that like three weeks ago so i was like all right instead of you having to wait for me for like a week or anything i just jumped on spotify made him a quick like nine hour playlist of just bomb ass stuff that i knew he'd like to ride to and said there you go i'll keep adding to it in perpetuity and it's there ready to go for you you can start writing now and if you go up to a mountain that has Wi-Fi, you can listen no it. apparently he does pretty good on it so he can, cool. he can go with it okay so but cool. I was like that's the best I got for you now yeah I, I always had a really big music collection I was a DJ back yeah, in the 90s too, too so I always had a, a really big music collection at one point I had like over a thousand CDs mm-hmm. and I was so pissed when I sold them because I spent probably fifteen, twenty thousand dollars on CDs over the years and everything, and I sold went to went, took the whole thing to Amoeba and got six hundred bucks for it. I'm right. so pissed. I'm like, I've never like, this is my life. music again, right? And uh, so, so I, uh, so I've always I've been trying to figure out this way to I've been carrying two iPods around me because I have too much music for one. I have the two of the one sixty mm-hmm. gig iPod classics. And I've been trying to find a. There's no device that's bigger than that. There's no device, you know, playing device unless you want to get some custom built thing for several thousand dollars or whatever. And I thought, you know, but I don't have the wherewithal to really be able to make a device like that myself. And so I've been trying experimenting with different cloud cloud based stuff and and to, to basically just do everything through my phone. So I don't right. have to carry my phone and two iPods with me everywhere I go. But then everything was everything was kind of like. All these different music services had good features, but then they would all all have one inherent flaw or another right. that would just completely kill the deal. And right. where I'm not going to be able to use this, you know, iTunes cost too much, and and there was another one that cost too much money. Another one didn't have, and Google didn't have enough storage space. So finally, I started looking into somebody turned me on to Subsonic, 
which is basically a, a home streaming site you, okay. you put on your computer, and it, you hook, use a client that you download that you get from the Google Store that allows you to tap into your. You have an online account, and basically it acts as the aggregator to go through and use your own streaming from your own right. computer, your own server at home, and that was working pretty well too. Except it's just the the the. the it's not quite perfect either. Right. And then there was one called Plex, and but then it said, well, you can import everything from your iTunes, and whenever you update iTunes, it'll automatically update Plex, and there you go. And it's like, great, but then it doesn't work. And it's like, <laughs> fuck. So finally, a, a couple weeks ago, Google says, all right, instead of twenty being able to upload 20,000 songs for free, you can now upload 50,000 songs. Ding. Right. And you can now automatically import all your playlists from iTunes. If you tell it to search oh. your iTunes folder, it automatically, your iTunes on your server. Oh, I need automatically, to go do this immediately. Bam. And Damn. that's it. Now I have everything uh, other than, and, and I think you can even upload, um, the only thing it won't upload is the stuff that you've downloaded from the iTunes store that has the protection on it. All oh, right. Other than that, you can upload everything because the majority of stuff doesn't have that. So... You can upload all of that. I guarantee to, the shit I and, listen to. And, right. and it used that. to be that everything had to be MP3. Now it can be MP3 or right, which or is, M4A oh, so or anything. It's becoming. Or you can even do AACs now. So because well, I think they realized because everybody, you know, once we started going digital, it's like wait a second. Because like you said, everybody did a shit ton going to get CDs because that was apparently going to be the end all be all. Right. Okay. Now we're doing it for that, and we just spend a bunch of time trying to convert everything our VCRs over to DVDs. Right. We're sick of revamping our entire right. collections. Like right. Right. digital is, I mean, obviously it's not going anywhere. Right. This is the new way. It's going to make it reformatted right. a little bit, but it's always going to be digital. So but I think with the digital, with the DRM stuff, like if you have DRM songs from iTunes, it won't upload them. But if you pay for the Google thing, which is 10 bucks a month, mm -hmm. then that basically opens it wide and you have access to everything Google has. Gotcha. So therefore, I think the DRM license carries through and then you can add those to your library. So, But if not, then there's going to be a few, several hundred songs that I'm going to have to go through and, and re-download somewhere else or right. whatever and put them up. But so first, I woke up this morning and I went and looked at my, uh, looked at my Google Music Boom, they were on my iTunes nice. list. I'm like, that just did that shit automatically. Because <laughs> it's been chugging away for a day and a half, two days now, uploading everything, right. re-uploading everything, and I'm just like, oh my god, it's, it's all there. Done. It's all there now. So I may not have to mess with Subsonic anymore, because now the thing with uh, Subsonic, the 30-day trial was over, and, and you have to start either paying a buck a month, or... You pay a hundred bucks, and it's lifetime license, regardless of any future episodes. Wow! For uh, upgrades for Subsonic, which is great, and when if I sell my two iPod, if I wipe off my two iPods, and I still have all the original boxes and packaging and stuff, I can get three hundred bucks a piece right? for them. That pays for it. Made that more than pays for it, or. I can do the Google thing and see how I'm liking it and see how that goes and might not have to pay anything for that. Right, I mean, nothing hurt a buck a month until you figure it out no, either, right, you know? Right. Well, yeah, the Subsonic thing was a buck a month and, or a hundred bucks. The Google thing, if I want the full Monty, it's it's a, it's ten bucks a month, which, you know, ten months and that's a hundred bucks. So if I, but I can, but in the meantime, I can do the 50,000 songs for free and I don't have 50,000 songs. I've only got about 25 or 30, <laughs> so I'm doing okay. So. Right. I think I might have finally found a solution because okay. Google was great and it worked, but they didn't allow you to upload. So I have to figure out which twenty thousand songs I'm going to upload. Right. So eventually I abandoned it like over a year ago. But now, 
So if you're out there and you have a big music collection and you want to take it with you everywhere you go like I do and have be able to say, I want to hear this song now on my phone, wherever I am. Because that does piss me off is I'll be there and I'll be like, God damn it, I didn't upload that. I know I have it in my collection, yes. but I don't have it with me. Right. Drives me nuts. Now I'll be able to have everything. Now I'll be able to have my workout list wherever I go. Now I'll be able to whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that that's a solution to look into Google Music because they changed. That's a game changer for people. Oh with yeah, large absolutely. Because that's what you see on all the you know you, every every few months I go in and I go online and I say best MP3 player 2015 or you know whatever mm-hmm. year it is and and see if there's anything that's changed for a device that's actually going to suit my needs and no it's all pretty much the same it's all pretty much the same it's all 128 uh, gigs or 160 gigs for the iPod which aren't being made anymore yeah. so but now the uh, iPod classic is a uh, 7th gen is selling for some there's some people selling theirs for 3 3 and 400 dollars I mean, no thank you yeah, I'll yeah. be fine. I'll manage. I'm yeah, a resourceful yeah, guy. Yeah. I can deal with it. But that means I'm going to get hopefully at least two fifty, three hundred. Get leaps. Maybe I'll get what I paid for them. Right. Get retail back for them and used. You know, and that's great. So well, we're over an hour. Um, uh, oh, I, so, see, uh, I see, tend to do that a lot. It was funny when we first started uh, my show. We thought it was crazy to record like three hour long episodes, <laughs> and now we do that not even thinking oh, about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you came and it was like two over two hours or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was great. That was, that's about a normal one. We've kind of got it honed in and everything now because we've been doing it so long. But yeah, yeah, some of those Wild West early days. Some of mine, you know, depending on what we're talking about and how long the conversation goes and how many different areas it goes into it, it very easily goes into an hour and a half. Right. You know. So. Yeah, because but yeah, I, the last thing you ever want to do is cut it. Cut it off no, in like the middle off, of anything so. like that. So. Okay. Well, let me plug, plug, plug. Plug because, your shit, man. Oh my gosh, do I have things to plug and that are coming and I'll up. I'll put up links to everything uh, you say on Oh, the blog. thank you. You're all right. Well, uh, first of all, of course, the Two T's in a Pod uh, podcast. Um, Highly recommend that. That's thank gonna be, you. Very that's going to be my recommendation for the week. So. Ooh, good. Uh, we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere where you can get podcasts. And that is. A, do you guys have an RSS feed? Because I've been trying to find that so I could play it in Podkicker. See, excuse me, sir. You're you're talking to the talent that would be a producer <laughs> question no uh, i i honestly i assume so but i don't know my producer i've been trying i tried to stuff. find it through the stitcher site and uh, itunes won't give it to you even though that's basically what itunes is yeah. pushing out is your rss feed but um i tried to find it and i wasn't able to find yeah, it. yeah i'm not sure but i know like you can download it we record every tuesday night sure. and uh which once again we're at the uh we're at beer city studios which is our home uh we're right next to the budweiser plant in the valley uh we're always there every tuesday night we have an open door policy you can come hang out on our den couch see how the fudge is packed and have fun with us you know we're always we like a big party environment as you sure. saw there you yeah, know it was fun. we just you know hang out with a couple of people we're actually having a live show a little semi live show um invited some friends out and stuff to do it because we figured out we recorded on patty's day so we figured eh why not cool so we're gonna be doing that um of course on facebook and instagram um we are it's two t's in a pod now it's t-w-o-t-s in a pod um, and then, as well as that, I'm actually, because, like you, I hate, you know, having to do normal 9 to 5s and everything, and if they can find a way around doing that, I am all for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not that I don't like to work hard, I just don't like working hard in a cubicle. Right. I hate right. cubicles, yeah. so uh, I decided to take this to the next level and start a whole network of podcasts cool. with people that I know that are interested in doing it because there were a few people that when we started up with me and my partner Travis there was a few people that were like oh damn I, I really want to do that too but I don't think they have the means or anything like that to really do it so I went and got myself a little home kit kind of like we're doing right here mm-hmm. and I'm going to be starting it up so uh Coming up in uh, early April, available on iTunes and everywhere as well, is a podcast 
uh, oh my gosh, I said my own shit wrong. Pocket Bacon Podcast. Pocket Bacon. Yes. Now, uh, Pocket Bacon. I always get made fun of by my friends a lot because what I w- have done for quite a while is I will make up uh, breakfast for dinner the night before or something like that. You got some leftover bacon? What do you do? You wrap it up. You put it in your pocket for the next day. <laughs> you know, you put it in the fridge and grab it before you leave the house the next day. Pocket bacon. I'm always whipping it out of the studio, everything like that. So it seemed like a natural way to go. Cool. Pocket bacon podcast. But on there, um, we're going to be doing a few different shows uh, I, we're still kind of in production of everything, not sure how much is going to go out there, but I know at least um, I'm going to be doing a show called I Used to Love That, where I go back and revisit old uh, movies, mm, t- yeah. uh, TV, albums, things yeah. like that, and just spend about an hour or so mm. breaking down. Um, we've got a few in the banks already, like I did one on Roseanne, just because me and producer Tom are a big fan, fan of Roseanne, and there's going to be a million other things, all the old classic TV shows, and you know anything that's really come relevant in our life that we don't have a chance to on my show on two T's to like break down incompletion stuff and even like like I said we did Roseanne it's kind of hard to wrap up nine seasons into an hour episode but we did it and it's fun and there's a lot more coming out um that's going to be a lot of fun um also, my partner, uh, Travis Tucker, he's going to be doing a show with our other friend, Brandon, uh, called Austrian Oak, where they're going back and watching the complete works of Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh, and wow. every episode will be a different movie. They started at, uh, of course, Hercules in New York, and they're yeah, going yeah. all the way through, as long as it when can keep Arnold going. strong. <laughs> exactly. Oh, all that gets gone over and everything. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And then also, um, I'm a big fan of the old TV show Oz on HBO. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Have been forever, got into it way too young. Warped my poor little mind And I've been stuck on it ever since I always go back and revisit it as often as I can Well, this time that I'm going to rewatch it I decided why not make a podcast about yeah. it too There's got to be Oz fans out there And if not, you know what? I'm doing it for myself then exactly, Who cares? Exactly. I'm going to be watching them anyway Why not content, content uh, comment on them? Yeah. Uh, that one's going to be called Beecher's Odyssey Because the main character in there was uh, Beecher And then uh, Guarcast I'm going to. I've noticed that no one has done a Guar podcast. Wow! So I don't know how often that one's going to be. It may just be a monthly type of thing. But uh, I got a few connections with uh, the band itself, and hopefully through this it will only get me closer. Cool. Um, I really want to go to the Guar bar that just opened up in Richmond, Virginia. Nice. Uh, that was opened up by Guar themselves. So cool. it's just basically a big museum for it. So uh, the Guar cast. If you're interested in all the Guar, it's basically just going to be all Guar. And nice. you may not be, but I guarantee they there are tons. There's a there's a legion of fans of, oh, of yeah, them. So, sure. And that that one's another one. Like I don't really care who listens. That one's for me. Yeah. I'll do it all day, every day myself. Um. And then like we were talking about on Spotify, we also have a two T's playlist. So mm-hmm. anything that we've ever played, you can uh, get on there. But coming up, if you are a musician or no musicians or an artist in any way, shape, or form, please contact us uh, and send your music information to. PT at two T's in a pod dot com. That's P's and Paul, T is and Thomas, T S oh, oh my god, I'm saying it all wrong myself. I do these every week PT and I always at T W O T S in a pod. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. You do them every week, and then you always fuck them up when (laughs) you're on the spot, you know? I've still got my list that I have to bring up on my phone of all my shit that I have to say at the end, because I still can't remember it. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. If you look up uh, two T's in a pod, you'll find me and everything that we're doing, some sort of link to it. So, that's it. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, thanks. Thanks for your time. I really Uh, appreciate it. Thank you. I I love podcasting. I love reaching out and merging audiences. So, thank you for having me on ours, and welcome back to ours any time. Thanks, man. I'm be interested in the uh, definitely interested in doing the uh, I used to love that 
Oh, that absolutely. sounds awesome because I got old shit that I exactly. Love. And, and I'm, I myself, I may have been born like in '83, like I said, but my shit goes way back on my pop culture. I could probably do a half an hour just on Carnation Breakfast Squares. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Or how about the fact that the Cadbury egg commercial hasn't changed itself? I don't know. In my lifetime, I know it definitely has. Yeah, yeah where the yeah. different animals are trying out for auditions. Yeah, yeah. that's been on. It's still to this day yeah, on there. So crazy. at least over thirty years yeah, now. Oh yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know, shit like that. But yeah, two T's in a pod. Check me out. Cool, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, I'm at St. Michael on Twitter. That's S-A-Y-N-T-M-Y-K-L. Uh, you can find us online as Something2XP everywhere. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook and Google+. Check out our blog on WordPress. And please listen to past episodes. Get the numbers up. Email us at Something2XP at gmail.com. And remember, please be kind. The Something Something Experience podcast was conceived and produced by Michael John Simpson. Intro music, Ways to Change Faces, and outro music, Scorpio 37, was written, produced, and provided by the talented Sebastian Cesari. You can find us everywhere online as Something2XP. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes, WordPress, and YouTube. Please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook and Google+. Email us at something2xp at gmail.com. We invite your feedback. Please be kind.